Welcome to the SDR Disco Call podcast, a podcast designed for brand new sales development reps in the world of software as a service. Every Tuesday, we're going to be bringing you a new guest who's still in the role to share how or why they've gone into sales development, what have they learned in their SDR career and journey to date, and what three pieces of information would they like to share back to new and existing reps to help them become happy sellers. Every show is transcribed, recorded with links from the guests, which are available at happyselling.io forward slash podcast. I'm going to be your host, Neil Buyan, and I look forward to taking you into the world of sales development through the SDR Disco Call podcast. So with that in mind, let's begin. So hello, all you watchers and listeners. Welcome to another episode of the SDR Disco Call podcast. And today's guest is somebody who I can only say will think as like a ray of sunshine. This guest is somebody who's super happy. And when we connected uh, on uh, through LinkedIn a couple of months back after a nice introduction from a former guest, I came off uh, that intro call and I was like, dude, it really pumped me up for the day. This guy's just like screaming positivity. Uh, but today I'd love to introduce Sammy Ben Said, who is one of the sales development team at TechWolf. Sammy, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, Neil. Thank you for the introduction. I'm actually doing very nice. I've been looking forward all day to our podcast, so excited. Love it. Thank you so much, Sammy. So it's a lovely Friday afternoon. We're in May 2021. Uh, and again, shouts out to Victor for introducing yes. me to Sammy by all means. Uh, but Sammy, for the listeners and the watchers that can hear and see you, could you like introduce us? Like, who are you? Like, where are you working? What do you do? And could you tell us like a little bit about yourself outside of the world of self-development? Definitely. definitely. So like Neil said, my name is uh, Sami Ben Said. I'm 25 years old and I started five months ago as an SDR at TechWolf. Uh, TechWolf is a company that helps uh, enterprise companies to do strategic workforce planning, basically uh, giving companies insight on the skills they have today and what future skills they will need on the in the future. So I was very excited to be able to start that project together with TechWolf. To talk a bit more about myself, I'm a quite sporty person. I like to go to the gym, do some football with friends, like to have a drink with friends, of course. Uh, I'm a bit of a dog person, so I have uh, two chow chows at home, uh, big fluffy bears, white bears, <laughs> very stubborn. So it's uh, exciting to raise them. And, and that's uh, the most of the things I do uh, outside of work. Perfect, perfect. And uh, we've got a new feature in our, our podcast, and I just have to try this out, Sammy. Nice. Thank you very cool. much for, for, for the strong introduction and welcome to the SDR Disco Call podcast. Um, so obviously, like we was checking out your LinkedIn uh, as part of our SDR homework. Uh, and when I was looking, Sammy, we could see that you was a marketing intern at Canopolis. You were a sales associate and club manager at EasyFit Premium. Uh, you was working in a business called Hallelujah, where I saw an element of prospecting, sales, being a sales manager, working with marketing as well. Uh, and to your point, for the last couple of months, uh, you've been at TechWolf as well. So in your own words, could you walk us through, like, how did you kick off from being a marketing intern to kind of getting to where you are today, sir? Yeah, definitely. It's a bit of a, it's been a cool ride uh, for the last three years. So after my internet, Kinepolis, I I specifically chose to do a marketing intern because I was a bit hesitant if I wanted to do sales or marketing. 
I really enjoyed the marketing intern, but I was on the B2B2 department, which also gave me a little bit of affinity of how B2B sales should be at Kinopolis. Um, mm. While I was studying, I actually always worked as a sales associate at EasyFit, which was a, which was a premium gym where we actually tried to do like the first steps in sales. You know, you have like mm. those people who want to do something about their lifestyle. You try to sell them a premium scholarship from one year and it was a really good uh, way of uh, yeah, having those first objection handlings. And it was a very interesting journey for me. Uh, after yeah. that, I uh, started to work. It was in my head, but my first job was at Hallelujah where I actually did the whole uh, sales process from the beginning to the end. So prospecting, trying to close the customer and even like making sure the customer is happy and resigns of a new deal uh, in the upcoming months or do something else with us. And then, yeah, the exciting uh, journey about TechWolf now, which is uh, for me the most exciting moment of my career for now, obviously. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for the walkthrough. So obviously, like when we connected a couple of weeks back um, and we was going through your story, um, if if I understand it correctly, so like were you saying uh, hallelujah? So this was in terms of like health and well-being. And this is kind of where you got your taste for sales. And if I understand it correctly, um, you were doing like the end to end. So the initial prospecting, speaking to the clients, talking about the platform and then closing business. And we've had a few guests on the show, Sammy, where they've done like an end-to-end -end or 360 sales role, and then they've come into doing an SDR position. Um, what was that like for you, like that change and kind of like how did it impact your mindset into like the role that you're doing today? In the beginning, it's a, it's a bit complicated, to be honest, because you have the mindset of like when the client tells you something, you just try to sell and you're already thinking of the next steps of the sales process. When you join the role as an SDR, your actual goal is to spot opportunities, qualify them and pass them to the AE. So in the beginning, I have to admit that it was a bit, uh, I remember like uh, one of my, my colleagues at Deco said like, you saw the client hook the bait and you immediately wanted to sell. But of course, like at TechWolf, you need to have a lot of you need to know what the product is about in SaaS. It's not like well-being. Well-being is like a lot more easier to sell, in my opinion, because it's a less complex product. Um, so it's, it was a bit of a pitfall in the beginning, but I, I tried to adapt as fast as possible of removing the mindset of trying to sell immediately into the mindset of qualifying. Is this an opportunity? Is this something we need to invest time in? And is this something we can help uh, the prospect with? Because at the end of the world, you don't want to help everyone. You don't. Mm -hmm. You want to help the people that uh, that, that need help and that, and that need help exactly. Exactly. Good. So um, I think in the last couple of months, uh, like with SaaS and with SDRs, a lot of people are now transitioning into like SaaS companies, like after the Corona, the pandemic, and all that sort of stuff. And I'm seeing a lot of new people coming into tech sales. And uh, I was speaking to someone the other week who's you know they've had 15 years of experience. Uh, they were based in France and they said they had 15 years of experience working in sales, like they did logistic sales, they did like media sales, they did different types of sales and there was a new business executive and they were saying to me like, Neil, I'm, I'm thinking about going into this SDR role um, and my fear is, is that I'm too over-experienced to go into an entry-level position in a SaaS company. And I kind of said to this guy, I was like, SaaS sales is very different to, you know, traditional B2B sales. And if anything, I genuinely think that the SDR position is one of the best places to start or restart a sales career. Um, 
because again, it's a different beast. It's a different way of selling. And to your point, it's, you know, understanding the clients, uh, figuring out what's going on in their world. Do they need a solution right now? Maybe not. Perhaps they need a bit of education. And that's kind of what we're here on the front line of sales development doing. But there are probably other people that are going to be watching this podcast, Sammy, and listening to it and perhaps thinking like this guy or kind of the journey that you went through of, you know, doing end-to-end and then starting as an SDR. What advice would you give to them and why do you think it was the right thing for you? Well, like I completely agree on what you say. First of all, I feel like when you're in an end-to-end sales function that has nothing to do with sales or tech, I feel like heading into the SDR position, I think some people might think, oh yeah, it's going to be boring because you're just doing the first part of the sales cycle, which is really not true. I, I have, haven't had these exciting months in the, in, uh, before me at, at my previous job because I feel like there's so much to learn, so much to understand. You have, you need to learn about how your, your prospects are interacting. There's a difference between specific verticals, needs they have. There's a lot mm. of research to be done as well to understand the business because I always feel like SDRs are very often focused on knowing the product well, but sometimes I feel it's even more important to know what problems specific verticals or, or industries are dealing with today because if you want to hook towards a prospect, you need to understand their problem and their first hook will not be to understand your product. If they think, okay, this person understands my situation and says he can help me, that will be the first trigger to go to get into a meeting and then you have the chance to um, talk about the product. But to really answer your question, I believe it's just such an exciting job. There's so much things you can do as an SDR, the whole research part, learning about the technology. You have... The, the very good uh, connection with the AE, which gives you like, yeah, learnings about how to sell into mm-hmm. enterprise sales, which is in my opinion, completely different and uncomparable with, with doing sales to, in, into smaller companies like I used to do in my, in my previous job. It's, it's uh, completely different. I love that, dude, because I think, yeah, th- there's this element of <clears throat> when, when coming into SaaS and tech sales, if it's something you haven't done before, but you do have that sales experience. It's kind of like unlearning everything that you want new and then being open to learning, you know, a new way of doing that. And sometimes it's really hard to let go of those old habits, those old mindsets. And I think that's what's going to help out, you know, new SDRs or people coming into this profession, which I hope more people do. Um, But yeah, like you said, there are so many elements. I think like uh, when I used to do telesales and then I went into SaaS sales, it was a completely different world because the telesales role was the 120 dollars a day two hours call time like calling off a list of my crm and just trying to book a meeting and then when i was introduced to SaaS sales and said yeah you need to book meetings i said yeah i've, I've done that I've, i i can do that with my eyes closed because i used to um but when i realized i went into SaaS sales i'm right now i'm talking to c-level people and it's not talking about so much my product or my solution it's more about okay, this is what I'm seeing on the industry. This is what I'm seeing with other C-level people. This is what my network, this is what my customers are saying are happening. And these are the challenges they're going through. I just wanted to know what's going on in your world. And then we have those thought leadership type of discussions, which then ultimately come to, okay, well, there's a solution that helps with that. Would love to, you know, introduce you. But I'd maybe have like one or two calls like that with my prospects um, and then think about, okay, are they a fit? Do you think they could like use our solution, then introduce them to my account exec? That was like the the shift that I had to kind of get used to, but it was it was very scary. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's great to hear that. Yes, there's the research element, and yeah, enterprise sales that's complex. Uh, it takes month, many months more. There are different moving pieces and stakeholders. Um, but I think what well, the beautiful thing is that, like you said, you are now within TechWolf. You're going to be able to experience this stuff and, like yeah. you know, working with your AE and learning stuff from them. What's the dynamic like with you as an SDR and working with like a co-pilot account exec? Like, how does the dynamic work between you guys? Well, um, a shout out to Rob. Maybe it's uh, it's very nice and uh, to to work together with him as a as an AE um, because like you need to look the role as an AE as well as a mentor. I feel. Um, what I think is really important as, as an SDR is to look at the bigger picture from, for the company. So really learning to understand what is, an, uh, what is an opportunity, how can we qualify it, what, what should be the right questions that I ask today. If you're in a meeting with your uh, AE, it's really important to learn how he does his job. And mm -hmm. like also after the meeting, like ask if something went a bit less well, like just do the reflection of what could I have done as an SDR to make sure that we already know that upfront uh, in order to be able to avoid things like that in next meetings or just not necessarily to avoid things, but just to make meetings go even smoother and smoother. So just uh, the, the fact of having someone to work with very closely and look at deals, who do we need to have to, to make the deal go well? Are there other stakeholders that need to be involved? Doing some account research together even sometimes when it's important, like learning how Rob does it, how he did it, uh, be able to define things yourself and push it back to him like, hey, what do you think of this? Is this a good way to phrase that? I think it's really important to have someone to share your thoughts with and, and to learn from like as a mentor point of view is, is, is huge. Mm. I, 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 love, I love that. Like in terms of looking at your AE, in terms of like mentorship, like seeing somebody that, you know, is taking over the introductions you've done with your prospects going further into the sales cycle um and then kind of like having a debrief after that call as to okay as the sdr what could i have done to make more impact in this meeting like how has rob done his style what is he questioning on uh and that's kind of like a nice dynamic duo to have and again shouts to rob he's a super cool ae i've worked with him in previous companies he's a former colleague and a very good friend and i'm super pleased to hear that you've got somebody really cool to learn from um as well and like, like obviously with tech wolf like um i remember like back end of last year i met with your founders I saw you guys vision what you're doing in the HR space as well. Uh, and there was only a few of you guys at that point, but now it's like growing and growing. Yeah. Um, what's it like to be part of like an initial like part of the team and then seeing it growing? What things have you been seeing in the last couple of months as tech walls evolving? Well, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's really exciting because at my previous company, we were like with four or five people, which, which was completely different. Uh, and it was really my goal when I was looking for a new job to be in a team that is like growing, have more colleagues, more people to interact with, more people to learn from as well. Mm. And I have to say, like, we have those, uh, we really want to become a unicorn. And what I find so special at TechWolf is that everybody in the company has the mindset of growing together. Everybody is trying to learn from each other. You're not bad at something. You can become better at something. Some people are good at X, other people are good at Y. It's just keeping your eyes open all the time and just look at how colleagues experiment with messaging on LinkedIn, sharing those experiences. And I believe if you if you have that growth mindset and you're in an environment like that, you just see yourself and your colleagues grow day by day, week by week. You have these 
accomplishments together. You sometimes have failures together, which you look at. How can we avoid that uh, mm-hmm. without playing the blame game? I feel like we have a really good vibe at the company. So for me, it's uh, it was really what I was looking for, and I'm mm-hmm. really excited to try to make a unicorn. Not try, but make a unicorn out of TechWolf and uh, do everything we can to achieve that goal. I love that. I just heard a positive affirmation. Not like I hope, but we will yeah, make we will. it Unifirm. I really love that, dude. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to hear like you've found a place where it's not just a job, but you're part of a unit and a team where everybody has this growth mindset. They want to see things succeed. Like you said, you're you're able to learn from each other how they do their messaging, how they do stuff on LinkedIn. And you're all trying to elevate each other and like move this business forward to then, you know, like you're saying, being a unicorn one day, which is really cool. But this is all great to hear. But if I remember from like our, you know, our introductory call, like before coming on the show, um, sales wasn't something that you thought was for you, right? Like uh, yeah. you had a connotation to this. Like walk us through, like what was your yeah. perception of sales before all of this? Well, maybe to take it a little step back when I was a, uh... When, when, when I was very, very young, uh, everybody said to me that I should have become a lawyer because they said I was really good at talking myself out of trouble when I was doing like <laughs> little boy stuff. <laughs> we, all, we all know like uh, how that goes. And like being a lawyer was nothing that interested me. So I was um, looking into like doing something with interaction with people because I like to have a chat with people. I like to talk, like to make giggles. It's, it's fun. So mm-hmm. you obviously look at sales. But when you hear the word sales, the first thing that comes in your mind is people trying to sell you things you don't need. And I I don't really like the word sales because it always has a connotation in my head of, yeah, being the guy that's trying to sell his stuff to people that don't need it. I prefer the word like enablement, uh, just being an enabler, being able to help people with their problems. And in the end, you grow as a company and you help the other companies grow. And that's more how I look into sales. So mm. that that's a bit how how my view is on that. I love that. I love that. So somebody that was good of talking them themselves out of trouble. So you could have been a lawyer. Um, sales again, like you had that connotation, and it has been synonymous. I've I've seen this with a lot of guests. I used to think it myself, but the thing that I haven't really spoken about is again for people that are thinking about getting into tech sales and perhaps starting as the SDR position do you is there any like ideas as how we can shift this narrative of this was sales but this is what sales is about now like any I, ideas in my opinion maybe i'm a bit biased because i'm i'm also a bit more i feel a sales that works on relationship a lot as well so i really try to gain trust of someone in order to sell to 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 them yeah um, but i think the the way you need to look at it as, as an zero, if you look at tech, I feel like you need to have a bit of a connection with technology and uh, yeah, it's, it's just important to have a good vibe and just forget about sales. Just try to have an interaction, try to understand what that person on the opposite side of the room of in, the, in, in times like this, on the opposite side of the virtual meeting room is, is like struggling with today. And in the end of the day, you try to make someone else's life easier in their day-to-day job with the solution you are trying to sell them. And if you try to make that mind shift, I feel like you don't, I don't like being called a sales and having that mindset day-to-day. Also, I think when I talk with people, I don't think they see me as a sales. They see me as a guy that is interested in what they are struggling with, trying to share best practices of what we see that works in their in 
other uh, companies within their industry. And I feel like if you know from yourself that you're working with a product or service that brings value to the customer, there's no way that people shouldn't be listening to you. And if you try to have that mindset, I believe that it's a lot easier to make those phone calls, to interact with people via LinkedIn, to write those emails, to personalize them. And I believe from the prospect point of view that a prospect easily can uh, know if it's a salesy email or, or it's just someone who's generally inter interested in helping you and, and trying to understand your problem and trying to solve a business case that his company is uh, dealing with right now. <laughs> I like the soundboard, it's cool. <laughs> And as I mentioned, listeners and watchers, like when I got off the introductory call with Sammy, I felt pumped. And I love that, dude. And you know what? Like there's there's nothing wrong to say <clears throat> we're in sales because sales is our profession, oh, right? Definitely. And it's that mindset shift of, you know, wanting to help people figure out what's going on in their world, that human connection and figuring out, okay, is there something I can do to like help them out by sharing that best practice? And to your point, having that mindset, because I think uh, like it's a saying that I have, which is if you get into money, well, sorry, if you get into sales just for the money, you're never going to be happy. Oh. If you do anything in life just for the money, you won't be happy. But if you do it for the enjoyment of helping other people, that's how you get happy, right? That's like my ethos of happy selling, because I want people to enjoy the art of prospecting, building those relationships, having those communications like connecting on a human level, if you can start doing that, then the byproduct of that or the output will be a sale, right? Because it's that relationship that you're building up with your prospect. And hearing that coming out of your mouth, like I said in our introduction, like, hallelujah, yeah. like Sammy, like, I, was, I was like, yes, you, you get it. Uh, and I love to see it. And obviously, like, as time goes on, um, like within, like, working at, at Tech Wolf, like, you've got this nice culture that's going on and things will grow, like, you probably all have different styles and things are going to be adapting as time goes on. Like, how do you keep that happy selling feeling in you? And how do you, like, stay consistent with it? Because it must be difficult to be like that all the time, right? Yeah, well, let's be honest, uh, like, being in sales, you have you have bad days as well, you know, not, not everyday people open your mails, not everyday people answer your calls. Um, and I do have to say, I would be lying if I wouldn't have those bad days, you know. I think it's, um, you can zoom in on your bad days, which would be a bad thing to do. I think it's a bit of a trick of like being able to zoom in on the things that go right. But at the same time, having reflection of how can you make those bad days turn into good days. So it's, it's a very complex process, if I hear myself say it. But to shorten up the story, I think, and that's why I like to have those interactions with people. I'm also the SDR that I prefer to call then send an email because I like the vibe of being able to hear someone mm. because you don't have like a lot of energy when you open a mail, you know, it's just words that you see on a screen. What I don't want to say is that that mails are bad because like mailing is very important, but you know, the difference between having an interaction with someone on the phone or getting mm. an email, a positive reply on an email is for me a big difference. And I, if I look at my energy, uh, things that give me energy, it's very often like picking up the phone have a step in a company and just have a good feeling and, and someone that's like, yeah, let's let's talk each other, let's see each other, knowing that there's maybe an opportunity lying behind that call and, and just having that interaction is something really, really important for me. 
Absolutely love that. And I can definitely relate to you, like, with with the email, there's no tonality. Like you said, it's just black, white, and text, like black and white text on a screen, on a phone, etc., like that. And that reminds me of, like, when I used to do my call list as a telesales rep or when I used to do my cold calls because those were the first conversations that you would have with somebody before you got into a Zoom, before you got into, you know, a demo or anything like that. And I remember I used to think to myself, I'm going to kind of act like I'm blind because what I used to do was I used to open up LinkedIn with that person's picture. I would look at it. I'd be dialing their number. Then I would close my eyes and I would pretend and enhance my other senses whilst I'm on that call as if I'm in the room with them and I'm looking at them and I'm hearing them. And the same way, like when you're on a call, you can hear tone in their voice. So if they're not really sure about what you're talking about, that would be a cue. Or if oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is perhaps maybe an objective sort of voice, and I'm I'm going to throw you an objection. You could hear these things like building up in their voice as well, or where you'd hear that silence of, hmm, Neil, do you know what that that actually could be interesting? And for anybody that's listening to this podcast right now who's not watching it, you're hearing the tones in my voice, and that's why I used to love calls. So I I agree with you, like getting on the phone was more fun because you're having that tonality, you're hearing the other person. And the more you do it, the more you'll actually start to be able to study people and their voices and you know when people are getting to a certain point or where they are in their head with this conversation that you've going on. Um, So thank you for reminding me about that. I completely forgot about that. But um, also another point we were talking about like before jumping onto this recording is about, you know, mailing calling LinkedIn and the way that we put it is like you know a multi-channel approach what's your thoughts on like the different ways we can connect and like what an SDR should have in mind well looking at myself transitioning from the end-to-end sales role into the SDR role I have to say I I was very used of only calling uh, in my previous job Um, so automatically I feel like every SDR that is listening that 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 is doing his job today will have a preferred communication channel. Is it calling? Is it email? Is it social selling? Can be anything. And I feel a very big pitfall for a lot of SDRs is to only focus on the thing where you feel very comfortable on. And I really want to do a very big shout out to my colleague Clara for this. It's actually my second shout out from the podcast, I realize. But <laughs> for example, and, and I'm going to explain why, um, like everybody mails. Uh, I, I mailed as well in my previous job. So doing the transitioning from doing a call and an email was very fluid for me. It was, it was easy, easier, but I wasn't experienced at all with LinkedIn. And I, the first two months, like, trust me, I didn't send a single LinkedIn message to any prospect at all. Mm. My, my colleague is focusing on the, on the Nordics, doing a lot less calls, more LinkedIn. And she was really being successful with the, with the LinkedIn. So one day we just had a chat together with, with Victor as well. And just like sharing the best practice of how do you do this and just like doing your, your own thing with that. And, and also, like if I look at today, I, I managed to book quite some meetings via LinkedIn. And that's all thanks to the interaction of, of colleagues that share something. And, and mm. I think that that's a bit the answer I wanted to give to your question. As an SDR, I think it's very important to use every possible uh, tool you have at your disposal, is it doing a call, doing an email, using LinkedIn, even WhatsApp or just an SMS could sometimes work. I have 
I have sometimes prospects that I just send a message to like, hey, I tried to reach out to you. You're probably in a meeting. Feel free to dial back to me when you have time. And maybe some people like it. Some people might hate it. And I think every channel has its fans, people that hate it. And if you only use one, I feel like as an SDR, you, you lose a lot of uh, opportunities by not uh, using all of these uh, communication channels. Definitely, dude. And it's, it's really good to hear that. You know, like as a team, you're taking the best practices of how other people are successful in those other channels. And yeah, you're right. Like if you just use one channel, <clears throat> you're limiting yourself to the potential of connecting with your prospects. So I think like when I do a lot of training with SDRs, I said, okay, so what are the, the channels that we can use to contact our future customers today? And they're like, okay, phone, call, LinkedIn, call, uh, email, call. And then I'm like, what else? And they're like, well, that's what we use and I'm like well there's social media there's twitter there's zing if you're in germany there's whatsapp if you know the person well enough to you know message them that way there's facebook there's instagram there's a whole bunch of different channels so if an sdr says to me yeah i've tried every channel and i can't book a meeting um my first question to them is what other channels have you used mm -hmm. um and i can also understand with a lot of sdrs and in, including myself sometimes we're very comfortable with a particular channel because that's where we see the most success, which is fair enough. And we may just fall back onto it time and time and time again, but people change, strategies change, like the way we connect with people change. You know, like before the pandemic, I wasn't using certain platforms as much, but because of the pandemic, I was forced to use them because I got bored of my other channels, you know? And it's the same way with our prospects that we connect with them. But I think... Um, to your point, and I agree with you, is not just using one channel, even if you don't like using, like some people don't like doing video prospecting because mm -hmm. they don't like being in front of a camera. Or some people don't like to do voice notes because they feel they don't know what to say when they go into a voice note. So they're like, oh, I'm just doing the call, I'm just going to do the LinkedIn. And I say, you don't have to be the expert on the other channels, but go learn, like you say, from your peers, what are they doing, and then try it out. Because if you you know, are able to use multiple channels as a singular SDR to try and connect with multiple prospects, you're going to increase your chances of, you know, booking those meetings, reaching, okay. hitting your targets and stuff and helping yourself out a little bit. Um, well, what I also would like to add to that, Neil, because I think it makes a lot of sense what you just said. I, what I also try to do a lot as an SDR is like really put myself in the position of my prospect. If you know that your prospect is getting 200 emails a day, why would you be the number 201 to send him that email if maybe just like you said going completely out of your comfort zone and like sending a voice message or like a video message you have a chance that he will open it because he will also be like well that's uh that's something nice that's new he will just open it because it's new it won't even matter probably what's in it or what you say but you will like stand outside of the yeah, the, the things that everyone does today. So I feel like yeah. sometimes going out of your comfort zone is uh, is very good. And it's it's also something that I need to do more sometimes. And and I think it's uh, it's something that as an SDR, you need to reflect yourself every day on like, is there something new I can try? If you have a bad day, just try something new. Maybe it will turn your, your bad day in a good day. I, I just love the positivity that comes out of you, like Sammy, man, like, dude like full of full of energy and positivity and, you, and you're right you know like try out these the these new things and to i think the way that morgan ingram says it is like you want to cut through the noise yeah because yeah like <laughs> i've just started this new sdr manager job this week and no word of a lie on day one i got eight 
outbound messages into a new email account that I didn't even signed into yet. And all these like guys and girls in SDRs are like trying to prospect me. Like they come in with a, you know, congratulations on the new role. I've got another one saying, could you point me in the right direction of who does your recruitment? Uh, Neil, we've got this solution. And all of these emails, I've actually started saving them um, to show my new SDR team, like, look, this is how I get outbounded. And I haven't even started the job yet, you know. Wow. But out of all the emails, uh, out of the eight emails, one stood out to me the most. Um, and uh, just for security, privacy and everything, I'm not going to mention the person's name. But the, the way that they went into that email was they put a subject line just to congratulate me. Uh, and they went and said, hi, Neil. And they were just saying, like, I think your email box and your notifications and your mobile is probably going nuts today with uh, your new job title, I can imagine, but congratulations. Um, and they kind of said, look, I'm not here to sell you anything, but here's a free voucher to buy yourself a bottle of champagne on me uh, as a congratulations. And if you need anything, let me know. And out of the eight emails, his was the only one that I remembered from the day, and I'm still remembering five days later, he broke through the noise and it was just his approach, you know? And even on LinkedIn, like, he he commented and said, hey, Neil, like, just to let you know, there was something in your inbox from me. I just wanted you to know it was me. And I said, yeah, I did see the email. And I'm like, congratulations. And I even went as far as to, like, message his manager and say, hey, you guys got game. I like that. Like, nice. a salute to him. So, yeah, like, it's, you know, breaking through the noise, trying different things and not being afraid to experiment a little bit. Um, and I think with your colleague, Victor, uh when when we were going through at working at Intua with Rob as well, <clears throat> all of us were experts in different fields. Some of us were great on LinkedIn sales nav, some people are great with videos, some people were great with, you know, general emails, etc. But what me and Rob used to love was seeing like, okay, if Dylan's really good at LinkedIn sales nav, let him go focus on that, but come back and share how you did it, what the blueprint was, walk us through the successes, walk us through the pitfalls. And then it inspired the other SDRs to start trying that stuff out because I can uh, relate, like, in terms of me and Rob as the managers, we could say, yeah, go do that. And the SDR's like, no, no, that's not going to work. But when they see the other SDR doing it, then it inspires them to, you know, go out and try as well. So hopefully, it, and by the sounds of it, it's kind of being replicated, like you're having those opportunities. Yeah. At tech and also, like you mentioned, I think Victor is also someone in the team that is always doing everything in his power. If he knows I need to get into that account, he will do everything from the most creative way ever to make make his shot. And being in a team with so much people that, that try to, to do those new stuff just makes you grow as a person. And it's it's really fun. I love it. I absolutely love it, dude. Um, so, like, we're coming into, like, towards, like, uh, the end of our show, and it's been absolutely positively, happily, easy, lovely days having you on, my yeah. man. But what three bits of advice, if you were to, like, take, like, close your eyes and look back into the past and you could see, like, this young Sammy coming through from his days at Hallelujah and he's just about to enter this tech world, what three bits of advice would you give him, Sammy? Uh, my first advice would be to, like I said a few minutes ago, use all the possible communication channels. Uh, so experiment with it. Don't be scared to take your phone and call. Don't be scared to send a LinkedIn message. Don't be scared to send a message like, hey, I tried to call you. I'm interested to talk to you. Come, feel free to come back to me when you're available. So to summarize, just use everything in your in your power to to try to reach that person. If you know that you have something relevant to tell to him or her, you shouldn't uh, be afraid to do that. Uh, something else that 
I learned a lot in the last months was um, when you enter a company, your first focus is very often to know everything about the product. I had the same mindset. Mm. I want to know everything about the product, which is often very complex. And it will take you a few months to really know the weeds of everything and, and be able to be an expert. So what I would also advise my, my, my younger me is to focus more on what the problems of the verticals are that you're going to work with. So more from the prospect point of view, because like I said, as an SDR, you try to enter companies and have the conversation going and those prospects want to talk to you if you know you can solve their problem, not knowing what your prospect does from the, from the beginning. Of course, they need to know something to trigger yeah. them, but that's not the main message of your, of your email, of your call, of whatever you do. And the third thing, I think it's, it's in general just having a growth mindset, just being there every day to learn. Uh, if you have a bad day, you have a bad day. Next day will be better. Just try to smile and, and look at the positive things. Talk with colleagues as well. I feel like sharing the experience of, ah, oh, today was a bad day. And then you maybe will have a colleague who says, yeah, today was a bad day as well. Nobody opened my emails. And then you will be like, okay, it happens. It's, it's part of the job. It's part of sales. So just yeah. having that mindset of, trying to get to those goals, uh, reach those targets, and, and just yeah, be happy, happy selling, I think. Uh, being happy in your mindset <laughs> is, just, is just really important. 100% agree. Like, do you know what, like, guys and girls, like, listening to the show, like, if you're having a bad day, like, you need to speak to Sammy because he can literally brighten your day and your mindset, <laughs> your positivity. I absolutely love it, dude. And, again, for any of the listeners that, you know, uh, may want to get in contact with you to, like, get your thoughts and stuff, what's the best way to, to reach you and what's the best channel to get you on, Sammy? They can use the different communication channels. You can use LinkedIn. You can mail me. You can do anything. I, I will happily help if, if some people are, like, hesitant about going into the SDR. Always happy to share my uh, experience, experiences a bit more in depth. But I would definitely recommend uh, people hesitating to to make the jump, try it out, and, and you will be on a journey where you will learn a lot in your uh, first months. And I, I definitely think there will there's a lot more exciting stuff ahead of us uh, as an SDR, in general in tech sales, that the whole business is growing, the industry is growing, the need is growing, so it's very exciting. Woohoo! You are the hype man for the sales development community. I love it. <laughs> All right, so I'll definitely like be putting Sammy's uh, LinkedIn profile like in in our show notes if you want to get in touch with him. But he is giving you the permission to like use channels, and you're the first guest that has actually offered a multi-channel because everybody else is just like, yeah, contact me on LinkedIn. But for 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 this and making sure that you don't get spammed the hell out of, we'll just put your LinkedIn and yeah. then we'll see if people can search and hunt for you, dude. Um, but it's been great. And do you have any shout outs that you'd like to give on the show today, Sammy? Well, I definitely want to give a shout out to Vic uh, because I already uh, followed you on LinkedIn, Neil. I was already following your contact, but the trigger of Victor bringing us in contact and having these, these nice conversations, having the good vibe was, was really thanks to him. I also want to shout out the team, of course, because like I said, uh, you are as strong as the team. And I feel like having a team with people with a growth mindset willing to help everyone is just really great. So that that's it. I love it, dude. Well, look, um, I wish you and the team at Tech Wolf and shouts out to Victor Embrex, shouts out to Rob Sheldon as well and all the team, uh, Andres and Mikko at Tech Wolf. I wish you guys all the best success in the coming weeks and months and especially for yourself, dude, like have a successful and happy week. Uh, and most importantly, like we definitely want to get you back on the show. And here's an idea. I'm going to plant a seed. Imagine a show with you, 
me, Rob, Victor, Clara, all of us in one show. What do you think about that? Sign me in. <laughs> Let me know when and, and we'll do it. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna, I've now influenced you, I've planted the seed. I want you to prospect internally. You already converted me. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Neil's doing his SDR thing. But yeah, let, let's see if we can get a show like yeah, of all of us to get like a Tech Wolf podcast. That'd be super cool. That would be cool, yeah. All right. Well, look, Sammy, again, thank you so much. I wish you a really great week. And uh, yes, happy selling, dude. Yes, happy selling. See you, Neil. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the SDR Disco Call podcast today. We would like to get this message out to more and more sales development reps, so please like, comment, and share in your local podcast provider. If you don't want to miss a show, you can always send a blank email to SDR Disco Call, one word, at bcast, which is B-C-A-S-T dot email, and you'll be added to our mailing list. We're also on the lookout for new guests, so if you work in the world of sales development as an SDR, BDR, MDR, or ADR, and feel that you have an important message or story to share, feel free to email us at podcast at happyselling.io, and we'd love to have you on board.